0: space through facebook youtube twitter and periscope Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report he dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting south florida dealership and now on with the show here we are i am the studio and uh we have to pat ourselves on the back and brag a little bit because we are a unique show welcome back all of our regular listeners i'd like to get a count on that we need to get the nielsen ratings and see how our show is doing. I keep thinking about that, but uh, I haven't done it in about a year. We're
1: doing pretty well. Countless thousands.
0: Yeah, 20,000 uh, round numbers, folks out there. And I'm particularly interested in the new folks. Sometimes I get the idea that we're preaching to the choir because we've got a lot of very sharp listeners, uh, educated consumers, and they've been watching the show. I'm not saying they learned everything from this show. A lot of them already uh, were very sophisticated consumers. Uh like the new folks to tune in because we do have something to offer that a lot of uh, well nobody offers really I don't know radio, TV online I don't know any place you can go and listen to a car dealer and um, actually it's a group of car dealers we're all in the business in the studio Rick Kearney, Stu Stewart Nancy Stewart uh, even Jonathan in the control room we, we all, we all um, make this uh... an important part of our lives buying uh... retailing maintaining repairing this is what we do and uh... so we can tell you the facts and the other interesting reason the reason we're unique is that we're needed because the car dealers of the world uh, by far and large do not sell cars lease cars or maintain or repair cars the way they should they're kind of lagging society in uh, ethics and morals and uh, this is proven every year by the Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions it's a shame you know there's a uh, there's a, a line between legality and honesty and ethics and morality there really shouldn't be I mean it should be you're good or you're bad but that's if that's not the way it is you can be unethical and you can be immoral And in many cases if you got a good lawyer and uh, you find the right loopholes you get away with it And the really sad part about retailing, and I'm talking mainly cars now, vehicles, is that uh, you can be wildly successful by tricking the customers. And that's sad. It truly is sad. Uh, We have a large segment of our society, uh, too large, that is not educated in consumerism. And they're subject to being gullible and tricked. And lied to and deceived and and, uh, like I said a minute ago, sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. I- I'd like to think of all of you regular listeners that call in with some of the most intelligent observations and criticisms and comments uh, questions um, and if you know we could like make you uh, like uh, deputies out there in the field to talk to others and help others that need help. There's so many people out there that are being taken advantage of. I hope we have a few of you uh, listening today. And if you listen, you'll find there's no show like it. Uh, The highlight of the show I mentioned in the recorded introduction is our mystery shopping report. Now, uh, it's kind of scary every time I think about this. We send a mystery shopper into a different car dealership, a real live car dealership somewhere in South Florida. We do it every week. Uh, We've done it hundreds of times. And we've covered virtually every car dealership in our area, and uh, we name names. We name the dealership. That's that's what so many people don't do. They'll say a hey, car dealership in South Florida did such and such. We name the name of the dealership. We name the salespeople. Uh, we name the sales managers, the dealership, the owners, and we tell tell them uh, tell you the listeners what they did right, what they did wrong. And we've got one for you today. We do every, every day. And uh, I think you'll like it very much. It's a, I'll I'll tell you this much, it's a Chevrolet dealership. And uh, we went in and uh, pretended to uh, respond to an online ad to buy a vehicle, a used vehicle. And we'll tell you all about it in the second half of the show. Meanwhile, um, I got to remind you, and I'm doing all the talking now, that it's your calls that make the show. I mean that truly. We literally learn from you. And it's not a show goes by when you don't say something to one of us that doesn't spark something to say, hey, I've got to figure this out. And we'll spread the word and pass along your suggestions to the rest of our audience. You can reach us in many, many ways. Our telephone number is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Our text number, even more popular than our phone number. As the times change, technology, I mean, texting is almost replaced telephones for some people. The text number is 772 497 6530. That's 772 497 6530. Unless we forget, cyberspace. We've got Periscope, we've got YouTube, we've got Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Erlon Scars, Facebook.com forward slash. Or on cars and you can make your posting there we get that we got Rick and we got Stu monitoring all the cyber space stuff and the one I usually forget Nancy reminds me is our anonymous feedback that's become unexpectedly uh, popular it's a link that you click on and then you cook you can go in total and anonymity uh, and you can say whatever you like to us, we get the email that comes in. but when you go through this particular website, and that website is your anonymousfeedback dot com your dot com you go through your anonymousfeedback. com and you're you're scrubbed for security you're, you're, you're indemnified against anybody knowing who you are, and you say anything you want. And that's become very, very popular, and uh, I use that in my business As a matter of fact. We use that for our employees and our customers to sometimes people want to talk about something, they just don't want to get involved, uh, sometimes they're embarrassed, sometimes they just don't want to be troubled, they just want to say something and then get on with their lives. So if you want to say something to us and get along with your life anonymously, just go to your anonymousfeedback.com and we'll answer it right here on the show uh, don't want to get the idea that we are strictly talking about buying or leasing and Rick Kearney is such an important part of our show I encourage you to think about how is your car running just before we came on the air I asked Rick a question because he's got almost all the answers and uh, we have we had a customer complaint at my dealership In full transparency I am a automobile dealer and I asked Rick uh, about this issue about YouTube pairing with an iPhone, and he had the answer. So I learned from Rick. You can learn from Rick. A lot of the things that callers learn from Rick Kearney are how to operate some of the bells and whistles and and buttons and, and the things we have on today's modern cars. They're just complicated. you probably got things on your car that you've never used. I do on mine. If you want to find out how to use everything you got on your car or, or how to get something fixed on your car that's not working, it's like flying a spaceship or a, a jet plane. It's it's like being in a cockpit. A high-tech. Rick can really help you. And just call 877-960-9960, 877-960-9960, or text us at 772-497-6530. Nancy Stewart, sitting at my left, my co-host, and uh, she's uh, she's been with me for 17 years on this show. Been with me for longer than that uh, because we're married, and uh, she started out uh, as the female advocate. When we started the show 17 years ago, the only people called were guys. It was like a man's talk show, was, uh, and we should smoke cigars or something. A lot of grunting. Yeah, a lot of grunting and Boys macho. Cl-
2: Boys and, club.
0: And, we, and half the world out there wasn't calling, and that half was the female half, uh, arguably equally important or maybe more important, and they buy a lot of cars, and they get a lot of car serviced, and they're not exactly treated the way they should. So Nancy Stewart, uh, my co-host, is not only knowledgeable in the car business, but she is very, very much an advocate for females. Uh, Nancy, uh, let's hear about that special offer we have for our first-time female callers.
3: We do, we have a special offer, and that's $50 for the first two new lady callers. So ladies, you have an opinion, you have a question, you wanna advise us, we're right here, 877-960-9960 and uh, you can take advantage of a text uh, that we offer also at 772-497-6530. Right now we are going to go to Mimi uh, who has called us before and uh, maybe she's gonna share an update with us. Good morning, Mimi.
4: Good morning, Um, nice to hear your voice again. What I have is an interesting thing with my 2004 Mercury grand Marquis. It, we went away for about nine days in November, came back, and the car started right away. I don't use it very much anymore because I just be tired. What happened was four days ago, I was um, in it and I ran the battery, I guess, because I was listening to music while I was working on th- some things in the car, and, um, and then I drove it over to the hose and I washed it, and then I brought it back. So I went into it yesterday to turn it on because I wanted to take it out for a little drive and it wouldn't start. So I noticed that the lights went on by the radio, but I um, didn't hear anything until I put my foot on the brake and then I heard click, click, click. And I took my foot off the brake and it still went click, click, click. Meanwhile, I'm trying, I, I took the key out. And it still went click, click, click. And I put the key back in and tried to turn it on again. And now nothing, no lights by the radio, absolutely acting dead. But the click, click, click was still going on when I took the key out by the brake. So I had to put some things between the seat and the brake because I couldn't stay out there forever. And um, so it wouldn't go click, click, click anymore and run down my battery. I have one of these little uh, battery charges. think it's called bolt something like that anyway i brought it over and i tried to start it and it wasn't able to do it it said it didn't work it's like all the lights went off on my little bolt and it said possibly the battery doesn't need to be charged so i wanted to know is this like an electrical problem do you think um since i can't move the car i was going to take the battery over to that little on 45th street advanced auto place they've been nice to me there and asked them to diagnose the battery again
2: um what do you think yeah the the first thing i would check is the battery because it it sounds like you've got a a definite electrical issue um the battery is the first suspect Mm because having the car on and doing things electrically without having the engine running that can put a kind of drain on the battery and hurt it a little bit and then if you don't drive it enough afterwards it doesn't recharge enough to really bring it back. So I would start by having your battery tested. <clears throat>
4: well thank you. Okay, I'll take it out and, and bring it over there and let them have a look at it. But do you have any idea why when you put the brake on, I mean when the brake wasn't on, it would make a click click sound. Have you ever heard of that before? By itself?
2: Uh there can be many things for that, but the cars have got so many electronics on them that when the battery is weak the computers get confused, and they will make all kinds of odd noises when the battery's really weak. It's because the computer doesn't have enough power to really start the car and, and to run its system, so it doesn't really know what to do. Uh, like I say, you, you need to really, you got to start with a known good battery first before you can do anything else.
3: Thank you very very much
2: okay well thanks for the Uh, call mimi
3: mimi before you go um is this the same mimi that uh, spoke to me a couple of times last week yes mimi did you get your phone fixed if you Uh, did send me the contact information you can uh send it over by text
4: i went to i went to at&t and they said something to do with my plan it's a 10 cents a minute phone it's more like a um, walkie-talkie it's not a real phone this is the phone I use. It's my house phone. Okay. So, if you I, like, yeah, I gave the information to the gentleman when he answered the phone today here. You, is that not enough, or do you need me to call you at your cell?
3: Uh, I'm sure he'll pass it along to me.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. It's so nice to know there's a resource.
3: There Mimi, so if the uh, check doesn't arrive, uh, give me a call again on my cell, like you did earlier.
4: Okay. okay that's 386-6498? Six six Correct. All
3: right. Well, thank you, and um, have
0: a wonderful day. Thank you, Mimi. Yeah, you know, I love uh-huh. the way uh, Rick answered that question, talking about the computer. And you said the computer was confused, and and you know we I think we're tend- we we're, we're we're personalizing computers now, and we're so close to artificial intelligence. I, I flash back to 2001, the uh, Space Odyssey, and HAL, and the conversations, and and you know the com- computers. If they're not lifelike today, they will be very shortly and we, we tend to I, I have to admit this psychologically Nancy will testify to this in our home we have Alexas all over the place, you know, the Amazon Alexa and I literally got mad at Alexa the other day and I was in the kitchen and we have two Alexas in the kitchen and I use one Alexa to control the television and the other Alexa does everything else like raise the shades and you know adjust the air conditioner. So the television Alexa is kind of takes care of the TV, but if the other Alexa is listening, and I tell the television Alexa to change to channel five, then the other Alexa will interrupt and say something to me. So I got mad at the other Alexa, and I cursed at her. It's okay. So it's just, you know, it, we're entering a world where we will not be able to differentiate uh, computers from human beings. I think that you Alexa you th- is aware of
2: this. Okay, kids.
3: <laughs> do you um, ever
2: thank Alexa? I do, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, there was a poll taken recently on that very question. I, is it men or yeah. is it women that thank Alexa more often? We'll get into that later. Uh, folks, uh, Earl and Alexa have become a couple. Yes. At any rate, let's go to Howard, who's been holding.
5: Good morning, Howard.
0: Hello, Howard.
5: Good morning. How are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing. I'm feeling fine.
5: Good. Great. Um, Here's my question concerning wheel alignments. uh, I was told that uh, if your car goes straight, uh, you take your hands off the wheel and it goes straight, there's no problem. You don't need a wheel on. But then Rick told me at one time, I don't remember how long ago, that that's not true. And uh, also that the road... uh, The road's curved down to the right, Um, so if if your car is going straight, and it shouldn't go straight, it should start curving to the right. So my question is, first question is, uh, how do you know whether you uh, you need a wheel alignment? Number two, how do you know which uh, uh, place is is best to have the wheel alignment done? And uh, question number three is, how does this affect the tires if you don't have a wheel alignment? So
2: those questions are up for Rick. Well, uh, to try to keep this short, because it could, this could turn into a two-hour show by itself just for that. Um, knowing when you need a wheel alignment, the only way really is to get it on a computerized machine that can measure all the angles. Just driving the car, if it's just going straight down the road, odds are things are going to be okay. But there are certain adjustments that could be out of whack even if the car is going straight they still could cause wear problems on the tires so that's why we recommend an alignment check at least once a year or anytime you're going to get new tires have it checked to make sure it's in adjustment if it's not even though the car is going straight it could wear out the inside edge of your tires or the outside edge and instead of getting thirty or forty thousand miles or more out of your tires you might only get 10, 15, or 20,000 out of them.
5: Okay, that's, that sounds good. How do you know where to go?
2: I would find I a good, so reputable shop.
5: And then, you know, there are so many different places, and, uh, is the dealership better to go than, the, uh, let's say, uh, Firestone? Uh, can you explain that a little bit to me.
2: Well, a dealership, of course, is always going to be my first recommendation simply because the guys that are working on your car there. Work specifically on that brand of car, so they you, they know the the idiosyncrasies of the car a little more. It's 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 uh, quirks, shall we say? Um, I mean, I I can do an alignment on a car and give you a printout that shows everything is in the green, and yet that car would still try to make a left or right hand turn when you're going down the road because of the way it's set up.
0: Let me ju- Let me jump in there, Rick. Um, you're giving good technical advice to recommend a dealership uh, I I shivered a little bit when you said that because the problem with dealerships today and this is what this show is all about is they really tend to try to take advantage of people in the service department and uh, the same thing applies to an independent but if you know an independent shop that has an honest uh, relationship with their customers you can't get hurt there I, the To me, the criteria is go to a place, dealership or independent, that has got integrity and and, and maybe through references or or Google reviews or Better Business Bureau, you you trust them. But also that they have state-of-the-art alignment machines. And there's some places out there that have got 20-year-old alignment machines. The current alignment machines are very sophisticated, and you should be able to get your alignment check free. Some places still charge to check your alignment uh, so I would say a place you can trust a place with modern alignment equipment and a place that will give you a free alignment check and then ask to see the printout because the printout will tell you exactly and probably an understandable you know this is green and that's red and that's yellow this is a good your, your vehicle is in alignment
2: yep I agree wholeheartedly great
3: information
5: Thank you very much. I appreciate your uh, information.
0: Thanks, Howard. You're a great caller, and we love you, and please call again next week.
3: Yeah, we love hearing from you, Howard, so stay in touch. That number is 772, excuse me, that text number is 772-497-6530, and uh, you can contact us at... 877-960-9960. Ladies and gentlemen, once you listen to our show, it really becomes contagious and you'll wanna tune in every Saturday. And uh, gosh, we have so much information to share with you, so much knowledge, and uh, you are an important part of the show because you teach us every Saturday. So uh, stay in touch and uh, we have a great show ahead of us. We're gonna go to Carol who's been holding Uh, and Carol is calling from Atlanta. Good morning, Carol.
0: Hi, Carol.
6: Hi, how are you guys?
3: We're doing great. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help you this morning?
6: And, um, so what happened was, um, I purchased a car back in August from a dealership and, uh, didn't pay the dealer fees, which was good. And, um, they showed me an, an auto check report and that didn't show anything, so that was good. So in November, I was in a car accident, a minor one. And um, at first I wasn't gonna get it repaired because it was just a couple of scratches. Then I decided, well, let me go ahead and get it repaired. And um, I, my insurance company called me about the diminished value. And they said that they couldn't give me very much because the car had already been in an accident back in April Mm. and so um, I pulled the car fax and it showed an accident in April and it showed structural damage
7: Mm.
6: so um, what I did was the the place I was fixing my my bumper I asked them to inspect it for structural damage and they said the car was okay and um, that they couldn't even see where it had been repaired that you know, the seals were there. They couldn't even see where it had been painted or, or anything like that. And um, so my question is, is there any way that you can, I guess, change the Carfax or add <coughs> something to the Carfax?
0: Um, Carol, uh, that's a great question. It's, it's uh, when you buy a used vehicle, you can only hold the dealer responsible if he knew the car had been in an accident when he sold it to you. and and represented that it had not been. If he didn't know about the accident and sold it to you, then he can't be liable. Um, he, he had an auto check report that said it was not in an accident. Um, the only thing that could have been done better, you would have done a car factory check to see or taken it to an independent mechanic. We always recommend on this show, before you buy a used vehicle, even with a Carfax or an auto check report, take it to an independent mechanic uh, that you can trust and ask him to check over it. It'll, it'll be a, a check of maybe $100, $125, 50 to go over the car with a fine tooth comb, be sure that the car is as represented. And it's a relatively small investment, typically, when you're buying a used car. But uh, the insurance company's uh, position is accurate. You know, you're, if the car had never been an accident and now it wasn't an accident, then there is diminished value. But the fact that it had already been an accident with structural damage, it, it's already incurred the largest amount of its uh, diminished value uh, when you bought it. Right. So I, I'm sorry, it sounds to me like you're kind of stuck, and I, I don't even think the, think the dealer was necessarily at fault. Uh, he right. did have an auto check report.
6: Mm-hmm. So um, what I was asking was, since I, I did take it to a, you know, a collision center to check it for if it still had structural damage, and they said that, that it didn't, and that sometimes whoever puts
0: it in carfax they just say whatever yeah. and this is true there, so. yeah the, so tr- a car- stru- the stru- stru- structural damage used to be serious and for yeah. some reason the terminology has remained the same and now that we have and you know, we have d- we, we, we have different types of uh we don't have a frame unibody unibody, don't I?
1: Hmm? unibody.
0: unibody right. was a word i was searching for and they still call it structural damage but it can be serious or, or or it might not be serious, but there should be a change in the rules, and there should mm-hmm. be some sort of a way that you could look at a car factory report and say this has serious damage, or it's not serious.
1: There's a company okay. called TrueFrame um, that will go out and they have they're independent from the dealers, and they'll go in they'll inspect the vehicle and see if it caused any um, safety or um, any kind of issues from the structural damage. Is that
0: available to customers? No, it's
1: got to go through a dealer. But I think um, I'm not sure of the cost. My dealer will probably do it. Yeah, if you ask them, they can contact them, and then you can uh-huh. get a third um, opinion,
2: third-party opinion. Okay. I think what she may be asking is, can a Carfax report be corrected if bad information was sent in on a previous accident?
0: Yes, it can. And yeah. Carfax, on you go online to Carfax, and you indicate the mistake they made, and uh, they will check it, and they will correct it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can go to Carfax.com. That, that, help, that
0: helps the next guy, but it doesn't help you any. It does not trade.
1: <laughs> but on trade, though, if you wanted to demonstrate that there, was, if a dealer tried to uh, devalue your car because of a, um, a thing on the Carfax report, um, you, on Carfax.com, uh, there's a dispute tab you can go on. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, is there? Okay, yeah. I'll do that. Because I already talked to my dealer, the dealer that I bought it from, and, and he said that he would help me any kind of way, you know, that
3: well, I needed. Good, so. good. Well, Carol, Carol, great, you sound like a inform, an yep. informed uh, <clears throat> consumer, and uh, is this your first time to call the uh, show? Yeah, I just found y'all's YouTube channels
6: this week because I was looking about car frame damage.
3: So. Uh, well, congratulations. We were, were very happy to hear from you, and you also won $50 as a first-time caller. If you'll oh, stay on the line, you. you can share your information. Serendipity, with Carol. You, did,
0: you didn't even know you made fifty bucks. No conditions, no loopholes. We're gonna just send you a check for fifty bucks. We love new female callers. And you're in Atlanta. They got a lot of females in Atlanta. Spread the word. For the first two I new will. first two new female callers each week, we pay fifty bucks.
3: Okay, I'll tell my friends then. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, we're gonna go to Henry who's been holding. Henry's calling us from Jupiter.
0: Hello, Henry. Good morning. Good morning,
3: morning, Henry.
8: Hey, I bought a new uh, GMC Sierra 2019. And uh, when I bought it, I was negotiating the deal and I didn't like the wheels that were on the uh, floor model that I was looking at. And I had him swap out a pair of uh, rims and tires from a Yukon Uh, shortly after getting the car home. I started washing it. I found those chrome wheels were somewhat pitted. So uh, I first made an inquiry to Schumacher, which is not where I bought the car, and after they put in a claim for warranty, GMC came back and said, that car was not built with those wheels, so we won't do anything for you.
0: Yeah, that's and true. And I said,
8: well, there's still, GMC, there's still GMC wheels. I mean, they came off a different brand-new vehicle.
0: Yeah. that's so
8: a- it ended up, I went back to the dealer that sold it to me and they were nice enough to swap another set from off their, uh, their car lot. Okay. Unfortunately, those wheels had some pitting already as well. Hmm. Now, that's a $3,800 upcharge for the 22 inch wheels and uh, they're basically telling me that I'm stuck with whatever happens from this point forward because GMC won't stand behind the wheels.
1: That's a shame.
0: Yeah, that's kind of surprising. You've got a three year, 36,000 mile warranty on new uh, GM products. Right,
7: right.
0: Yeah, and they don't
1: include the wheels. I guess they're they're going on the technicality. Yeah, they're (coughs) going on the technicality. I mean, it depends on the manufacturer, how willing they they are to to bend their own warranty rules. To me, it sounds like your position is completely makes total sense. You bought a brand new GMC, you got brand new wheels. Um, because it doesn't match the VIN it was manufactured with, they're getting out on technicality. It's just a, That's just a shame. Yeah, I'm not,
0: e- I'm, I'm not even sure it's a valid technicality. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I'd run that. Do you have an attorney, uh, Henry, that uh, you, know, you could talk to without having to put you on the clock and get an opinion? I'd like to get a legal opinion on if you have a new vehicle under new manufacturer's warranty and you're using the OEM part for that vehicle, but it is a part with a different VIN from the original manufacturer, that doesn't make sense to me. Because you could have
1: bought, you could have purchased out of their parts department uh, upgraded wheels that should become covered under the warranty just because they swapped it on another inventory piece.
0: Yeah, first I check with another GM dealer, check with another GM dealer, and uh, and then I get a legal opinion. It sounds to me like they're jerking you around on that, Henry.
8: Yeah, I sent a letter to GMC Corporate explaining the problem and what I was expecting. Good. And I just sent that off, so we'll see what the response is.
0: Yeah. Well, keep us posted. I'd love to hear the answer to that. Meanwhile, we'll do a little checking ourselves. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a dealership also. And in and, and my dealership, uh, if you have a new part that's for the model you're driving, whether it came from the parts department or it was on the car when it came in, makes no difference the warranty is the warranty is a warranty so i'm amazed that general motors would have a different policy but if you could call us next week i'd love to hear from you all
3: right thank you
0: thank you henry have a good one
3: you're welcome uh excuse me ladies and gentlemen www.youranonymousfeedback.com don't forget you can share you can ask questions you can share an opinion and give us some advice right there you remain anonymous www.youranonymousfeedback.com we are going to go to pennsylvania where michael is holding good morning michael
9: good morning good, good morning. morning hi um i called maybe a month and a half ago and i got some great advice i'm a, I'm a new new caller i'm new to your show i forget the gentleman's name the the, uh, the master technician that you have
0: That's you. rick yeah
9: rick yes <clears throat> um, I caught about a 19 Toyota that I bought that was uh, brand new and I was having some shifting issues. I don't know if you remember that call or not. And he explained to me about a uh, service bulletin that came out, I believe it was November the 1st. Yep. And um, <clears throat> yeah, great advice. I can't thank you guys enough. I brought my vehicle in, made them aware of it. They weren't even aware of this bulletin because it was so new. And they had my car for about two hours. Um, and when I got it back, Oh my gosh, it shifts like butter. I mean, I can barely even feel the shifting. <laughs> the car was was just was was bucking, and it was it was just shifting horribly. <clears throat> and man, it just shifts great now. I mean, it feels like I'm I'm driving a Lexus compared to a Toyota. Uh, it just it's amazing. The difference is amazing. Well, that's great.
0: Well, thanks yeah, for letting us know. I
9: wanted I wanted to run this by you and see if you thought this sounded normal or not. the The dealership. Um, I had been complaining about it, and they really didn't know what to do, and were kind of hemming and hawing. Um, and I finally contacted the general manager because I was really upset and didn't really know what to do. <clears throat> and um, once this was all taken care of, I got a phone call about a day later um, to make sure I was okay with with the update and how the car was running from the general manager, which I was kind of impressed with because I figured he was probably a busy guy, um, and. He said, what I want to do for you, he said, uh, because I know you expressed some concerns about the transmission and could there have been any issues, That could there have been any damage you were worried about regarding the weird hard shifts that you were having before we did the, the software upgrade. Um, he said, what I want to do for you is I want to go ahead and give you a gold vehicle service contract that will cover your car for seven years, 60,000 miles, um, and would normally cost about $2,400 if you were buying it. And I said, well, if you're willing to give it to me, sure, I'll take it. And they did send it to me, and Toyota sent me, like, uh, the proof of it, and I filed it away. Is 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 that a big deal, or, or did he go above and beyond, or is there something, some trickery that I'm not aware no,
0: of? No, that's a big deal. I, I've i never heard of that. And uh, Stu, Rick, have you heard of it? No, it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you want to give that dealer a plug, we'd love to uh, give him a plug. If you want to name the dealer in Pennsylvania in this location, there is an honest uh, dealer. First of all, the fact the general manager will call you, as you said, uh, usually with most car dealerships, you can't get through to the general manager, much less the owner, and the fact that he truly cares about you, and then to give you uh, an extended warranty on your vehicle. I, let's give him a plug.
9: Fantastic. Yeah, they've been great to deal with. Um, it's Hanover Toyota in Hanover, Pennsylvania.
0: Hanover Toyota. In Hanover, Pennsylvania, all you folks in that area, uh, an honest car dealer. Red alert, honest car dealer. And uh, you can go in there and be treated with courtesy and respect and transparency. And, uh, heck, I'd drive 100 miles to get to Hanover, Toyota, in Hanover, Pennsylvania. And I appreciate your calling yeah. back, Michael.
9: They're good guys. And you mind if I sneak one more quick question in on you? Oh, please. Okay. I was wondering if you've ever heard of, uh, of this guy. I'm a fan of cars. I don't really know too much about him. I try to educate myself by looking at Google and YouTube and wonderful shows like yours. Um, I, I don't know much too much about him. He seems to be a trainer that has YouTube videos that he airs on. He puts on YouTube. Um, his name is Steve Richards. He goes around to, like, I think he calls them Motor Trend Dealerships and he trains their salespeople and stuff like that. Have you ever heard of him, or have you heard of a Motor Trend dealership? I was just kind of curious. Yeah.
0: I have not, and Rick and Stu, Nancy? No. Uh, we have not heard of that, but I appreciate your mentioning that. We'll check them out. And uh, the more information, uh, the better, and it uh, sounds like a, a pretty good deal.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Just like your show. Thanks a lot for all of your help. you guys. Are
0: Thank you, Michael. You're a great caller.
3: Yeah, it was, it was great hearing from you, Michael and uh, the reason is you're from my home state <laughs> give us a call again 877-960-9960 or you can text us it's 772-497-6530 we are going to go to debbie who's calling from west palm beach good morning debbie
10: good morning uh, uh thank you guys so much for doing this I listen every Saturday and I've been listening for years. Thank you. So I've learned a lot just from listening to you. That's why I'm calling.
3: Oh, thank Um, you.
10: I have a question. I leased a vehicle in 2016, and when the lease was up last year, I bought it. A couple days after the purchase went through, I got a call saying that there was a recall and I needed to bring it in, and they would have to keep it for three months.
0: Two months. And they would
10: give me a loaner uh-huh. three months. Three. There was a, yes, sir. There was a problem with the, the shifting mechanism, and they'd have to keep it for three months. They'd give me a loaner, but guess what? Good news. You don't have to make a car payment while we have the vehicle. Hmm. I said, really? They said, yeah. I said, okay. Took the car in. This is in September. I took the car in, and um, October went through, so when the car payment, which was due October 31st, when the car payment was due, I didn't pay it. And within a week, I started getting the emails, and then I got a letter. So within two weeks, I got another letter stating that the, you know, the car payment's late, so I called, and they explained to me that nothing was ever that should not have happened, where I would not have to make a payment for three months. Mm-hmm. So I made the payment. Then I went and I spoke to the—I I called the person that helped me with the sale. Lo and behold, the part had come in early, and my car was going to get put at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. This was in the middle of November. So I got the car back. Mm-hmm. So I told them what happened as far as the payments because now the first payment um, late and I got a late charge. thank God, it didn't go over 30 days. So they said, I said, well, can you call and have that fixed? Well, I don't know if there's anything we can do about that, but what we can do is credit your account for one month payment because of the inconvenience that we've caused you. February November. I'm still waiting. So I, wa- I was just wondering. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
0: I just was. Uh, could you tell us uh, what type of car you have and where the car was financed?
10: Schumacher,
7: it's a Volkswagen.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, I've never heard of uh, anything like that. I, um, I've never heard of uh, of uh, issue with a recall. Uh, and it was it was through it must be through Volkswagen uh, leasing that uh, they said you didn't have to make the payments. Uh, I, I think they, they, they should have some liability if it affects your credit rating and if you check with your credit report and see if there's any negativity about the late payment or no payment or whatever uh, I think they definitely bear the responsibility a uh, person's credit score is pretty important um, I'm also, oh you know I think I, I bet this had to do with the emission control problem on, on Volkswagen's uh, I know that they were re- they were required to bring these cars in and hold them. That's a special case. Uh, the emission, you recall Schumacher, um, Schumacher Volkswagen had misrepresented to the U.S. government, the Environmental Protection Agency, that their cars were clean on emissions. And they, in fact, were tampering with them to make the EPA think they were clean, but they weren't. They got caught, and then they had to bring the, uh, recall the Volkswagens, but they didn't have any way to fix it because they didn't know how to fix the emissions that quickly. So apparently, Volkswagen of America or the finance company must have decided to waive the um, payments for liability purposes because they could really have a big liability. Uh, I would, uh, the only thing I could advise you now is to check your credit report and be sure it's clean. If it's not clean, then you have to hold. Volkswagen responsible for it because they did tell you not to make those payments
10: he, not only did he tell me not to make it this is the finance manager he told me that he would for, for, for the problems that it caused he'd credit the account for one month's payment mm-hmm. that's the part that's annoying because I've spoken to him several times he won't even call me and let me know yes or no Oh. And I think that's the part uh, I think that's, the part that's really frustrating because how dare you tell me one thing, and when I'm trying to work through to find a remedy, you can't even give me the common courtesy to say yes or no or return a phone call. Okay. I went down on January 4th, and he said, oh, the accounting department is closed, so I'll find out first thing on Monday morning, and I'll call you. Mm-hmm. This was the fourth of uh, this, e- this, this month. And I uh, haven't heard a call, an
0: email, nothing. I have a solution. So I
11: think that's what's a little frustrating.
0: I have a solution for you, uh, yeah. D- Debbie. Uh, I know Chuck Schumacher. I've known him for many, many years, and he's an honest man. He has a whole lot of dealerships, and he doesn't get involved in the day-to-day activity. But he's got a finance manager there that's not doing his job properly. Uh, try this. Call the finance manager and tell him that you're a friend of Earl Stewart and that Earl Stewart has said that uh, if he will not fulfill his promise to you, then uh, he will call Chuck Schumacher or give you Chuck Schumacher's cell phone number, which I I have in my contact information. (laughs) And if the finance manager still refuses, then you call me back and I'll either call Chuck directly or give you his cell phone number. Okay. Okay.
10: I, I'll do that because you know what? Listening to your show, you're a recovering car dealer. Mm-hmm. And listening to your show, the honesty part of it is, is really what makes me listen every week. Thank you. Because everything comes out on the table, and that's why every morning I walk the dog and then I walk. And I listened to you the entire time, you and, and, and your wife.
0: Well, thank it's you a very great, much. Great con.
10: I, uh, yes, I, I do. Thank you, and Debbie. And that's what made me called because I, I said to myself, how can he tell me he's going to call and just not call? Oh. And that's the part that is, is frustrating. 20 years I've been a Volkswagen car owner.
0: Well, I appreciate that. and I'm dying to find out if, uh, if he uh, takes care of you because – it would be kind of fun to call Chuck Schumacher and tell him he's got a finance manager that's lying to his customers. And uh, I don't think a finance manager will want that to happen.
10: Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to him next week Okay. and um, see what he says. And uh, I'll call you, yay or nay, and give you an update.
0: Okay, Debbie. Well, Debbie. I, I'm anxious okay. to hear from you.
3: <laughs> uh, Debbie, are you, I know you, you said you've been you listening so a long time. Are you a first-time caller?
10: Yes, I've, I've, I've never really had a, a, a reason, you know what I mean, so yes, I listen. I understand. Yes,
3: I am. Debbie, yeah. you uh, represent the women very, very well. You are definitely an educated consumer. If you stay on the line, uh, you can uh, check with our control room, give them contact information, and I'll get a check okay. out to you for $50. And uh, keep us updated.
10: I will. I will. Thank you very much. You're My welcome. Have a, have a great, great weekend. weekend. Thank
3: you. <laughs> You're welcome. 877-960-9960, or you can Texas. It's 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Tina in Bonita Springs. Good morning, Tina.
11: Good
0: morning. Hi, you all doing? Hey, Tina. Doing great. You know, I have a few pet peeves in life.
11: And one of the pet peeves in life I have is junk mail. I don't like junk mail for, for ecological reasons, or just because it's kind of annoying. But I've got a really interesting piece of junk mail. It looks like a check. Oh, junk but mail. But it's not a check. And junk this mail. Is for a Toyota uh, AutoNation Toyota Footmail for having a special event this coming up weekend. And everyone who attends will receive $10 in cash. Now, they're not saying store cash. They're not saying micro-loading. They're not saying monopoly money. They're just saying it's $10 in cash with stores attached, obviously. So I just thought it was really interesting. But it bothered me because I'm looking at this, and it says, oh, this is payment an overpayment. It's like, who did I overpay? Is it a legitimate bill company? Nope. It's Automation, <laughs> Toyota, and Fort Myers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get these sometimes, and I am... Well, I, like, I fancy myself a savvy consumer, <laughs> and I get these things, and if it looks real enough, I'll open it up. You know, you get these checks, because I'll get checks from, you know, my, my home insurance, like a refund and things like yeah. that. You overpay, and so it looks like a legitimate thing, and they get you. On that $10 to everybody comes in, they could probably do that. You figure, like, two people, sh- 200 people showed up to get it. It cost them $2,000. You know?
0: you know, I've thrown away good checks because I'm so leery of yeah. uh, checks being fake. So now I force myself to open even the fake ones. And I think, I, I think the on the other side, this is my theory that some of the comp- companies that are really sending you a check try to make it look not very important, right. so you
1: throw it away. <laughs> right. They should put like a, a bunch of like uh, yeah. hype and puffery on it. Yeah. and you'll throw it out. You know, um, Tina, if you think that your junk mail is bad. Where do you see the junk mail that a car dealer gets? So, every direct mail company vendor out there that uh, is sending things out to you, they send us these packages. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It'll be a giant two inch thick manila envelope. It's got to weigh three pounds, and it's got every sample of every mail piece they yeah. get. And I get it, and I get it from the mailroom, and I walk over to the recycling bin, and I drop it in there, just like I do at home.
0: Yeah. I get one on Facebook. It's called Rich Dealers, yeah. is the name of the company. Yeah. And uh, rich <laughs> dealers, and they give you ways to screw your customers.
1: Yeah. Well, see, they, to get a car dealer's attention, you have to make them think they're getting a, a prize or something like that. But I, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. i probably get 20 pounds of uh, junk mail a week at my office. Yeah.
3: That's a lot of trees. It's a lot of trees. <laughs> and
1: plastic, too. They send you plastic <laughs> things. It's crazy. And this thing, of course, is this, this is
3: after you open it from the
11: envelope. When you get it out of the envelope, it says, no cash value, no cash one voucher for customer." So when you see it in the window, you think it really is a thing, but it's not. So all I can say to AutoNation, Toyota is Earl Stewart on Cars listeners and viewers are way smarter than are And we're not going to be following for your tactics. Sorry.
1: There we go. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs)
11: Tina. And I just wanted to say to the lady that called before. Um, I hope that she does find satisfaction, but there's a really sad truth that it comes to dealerships that we've dealt with Florida. There's a lot of very wealthy people that can afford to ride a whole truck for their cars. And these are the people that a lot of these car dealers deal with, probably in a 75 to 80% basis. They don't deal with a lot of people that finance I hope to have a successful but there's a good chance they really will wealthy
1: yeah, we're losing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tina, are, are you on a different type of phone or, or are you, what type of phone are you using? I'm on an iPhone right now. Yeah. It's a, the sound quality on this end, uh, it leaves a little bit to de- be desired. So, um, you're, f- you're, f- you're fading in and out. Yeah. Hold on to some moment. Does that sound better? Okay. Yeah, better. Yeah. Okay. I just had to unplug it
11: the I was just going to say that, um, large volume ears, if the, Meet one or two customers, or a few here and they, they They're really not nice going to be able that person because they're interested in, the and interested in everybody else who's wealthy enough for their car in total. So, but I do that's have a lot satisfaction. satisfaction.
1: That's well, absolutely true.
0: Well, thank you, Tina. It's as, uh, as always a great call, and you're like almost our pioneer. Uh you're like Nancy. You uh help encourage more and more women to call. And look at this week. Uh I, I bet we've got what? Seventy five percent female callers so far. We do. And thanks to That's you and awesome. Nancy.
3: Thanks, Tina. Thanks for all your help. Keep it going, ladies. Keep it going,
11: ladies, Nancy, and I can't do it by
3: ourselves and thank you so much for participating. Thank you, Tina. We appreciate your call every week. That telephone number is 877-960-9960, and uh, our text number is 772-497-6530. Speaking of Texas, I know that Stu at this point is covered up.
1: We're we're never going to get through these things.
3: Wow, that many. (laughs)
1: And Rick's got some, too.
2: Uh, Just one quick note. Ernesto says that Steve Richard trains car sales representatives and specializes in Motor Trend certified used cars, which is from the Motor Trend magazine. Uh, it's a certification program apparently that they've started, where their certification is supposed to be a, a step above what a general used car certification check is.
0: Interesting. We'll have to check that out.
2: So apparently, Motor Trend is doing their own mm-hmm. extended warranty certification like type thing on used cars. Oh, we'll mm-hmm. check it out.
3: Interesting. Okay. okay. what's
2: we'll going go. go on. On. Yeah,
1: going to Facebook, we got a question about um, uh, technology and uh, repair facilities. So some places use compu- computer equipment. Some use older, pre-computer, older equipment. How much improved is newer equipment, and how much is the mechanic influencing the outcome? That's just a general
2: question, I guess, the state of car repair in 2020. Huge. For modern automobiles, if you do not have computerized testing equipment, you cannot diagnose cars co- right. reasonably for anything that is within the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, Most diagnoses now are done, uh, or most repairs are done, as a computer flash. And and the only problem now is you have to bring them into the dealership to get the flash. Next phase, which the next year or two, will the the be a, a Wi-Fi flash.
2: Yeah, a- as our air. previous caller just said with his Camry, and like I experienced with my new RAV4, the shifting issues you know where the transmission was not shifting properly yeah. and a reflash in the computer it changes the software boom everything's working normally
5: um,
1: a lot of the manufacturers if not most of them are going to these connected cars uh, Toyota has them already oh. and uh, right now it's like maintenance reminders but just like your iPhone in the future these updates you will be able to do over the air
0: Yeah, and, and, and uh, jump ahead five years ten years you will n- never have to bring your car back into the dealership for repair how does that make you feel Rick?
2: obsolete <laughs> well
0: you know we joke about these things and and we're all in the automobile business this is a our in transparency we are car dealers in this room and all of us are very nervous I mean uh, we wonder uh, are we gonna have anything to sell will cars be autonomous will it be ride-sharing uh, will there be no repairs required the world's a changing folks and a changing fast and it's good for you, the consumer, not so bad for us car dealers. And uh, I think a lot of car dealers are very nervous yeah. out there. A lot of them are in total denial. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. And it probably won't happen in five years. But in, we're, fi- we're, in 50 years, I'll be absolutely safe. In 50 years, I won't be here. But in 50 years, you there won't be any car dealers. And there won't be any auto, auto technicians as we know them today. Uh, you might be in a remote room somewhere fixing cars and in uh, Vermont uh, because uh, on your uh, smartphone.
2: Well, you'll still need someone to change the tires and the brakes. A few no, other items. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, that, that's uh, we'll we'll just too. do We'll just do radio <laughs> full time. Okay. It.
1: We'll just stick to the radio. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> uh, Nate on Facebook says, has an idea for the mystery shop for used cars. Ask the salesperson if you can take the car to an independent mechanic for a pre-purchase inspection. It would help further identify an honest dealer. I've always asked this question. If they say no, I go. Perfect.
0: I couldn't have said it better. I like that. If they say no, no to an independent inspection, go. If
1: they say no, I go. I go. It's a great. We should buy a website. Um, this is just a question, um, uh, just some advice. Um, I don't know if we have an answer. Uh, Margaret wants to know. She's considering getting a used vehicle, and it's, she's narrowed it down to a uh, 2017 Lexus Lexus RX350 all wheel drive. And a 2019 Toyota Highlander XLE V6 all wheel drive, both similar miles, both similar price. What should she do? You know, it's kind of tough. It depends on what's, uh, you know, I think maybe the Lexus might hold its value longer. Um, the Highlander's a couple of years newer, so maybe it might have some features that the 2017 Lexus doesn't have, but I, I don't know.
0: I would, My suggestion, Margaret, would be to drive all three of them. Um, and I just mean r- run them around the block, but. Really driving like you drive your normal car and buy the one you like the best. They're all great cars. Yeah.
1: Okay, Bobby has a question um, about the gentleman called in with the swap wheels. As an attorney, the argument would be with, that the local GMC dealer who sold the vehicle and performed the swap was acting as an agent on behalf of the manufacturer and swapped with OE equipment. This would be a small claims court case. The jurid- jurisdictional limit was recently increased to $8,000 for small claims court.
0: So oh, thank you very sense. much. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And thank you, Mr. Attorney, for calling in. I love it when attorneys listen because we have a lot of things that, you know, just uh, borderline. We don't know the technicalities. And any attorneys out there that ever want to call in, we'd love to hear from
1: you. Okay, uh, I'm going to jump over to your anonymous feedback responses uh, before I get to the actual texts. Um, I think we had a, some cranky people, some grumps in the last week, but I'll okay. we'll, we'll read them because uh, we don't we don't hide from anything. Absolutely. All right. Um, Obviously, there's no name here. Uh, You don't have time for Rick to elaborate on a technical topic, but you do have time for a circle jerk with Justin Lin. What a massive waste of time having him on the phone. You guys didn't have a discussion um, in regards to consumer advocacy. Yeah, we now know he's out there, but Google can can tell us that too. And if you just wanted to get his name out there, then mention his name and move on. Well, I'm probably going
0: to get myself answering this in trouble with attorneys, and we know there are attorneys listening out there. Um, It's hard to find an attorney that really cares about you. It's like a doctor. You know, uh, maybe you're lucky enough to have a a personal physician that really cares about you, and he's just not worried about jacking up the Medicare or the Medicaid or or the earnings. And... You turn on the television. There's only one thing as annoying as car dealer commercials. It's attorney commercials, and I'll get you five million, and this guy here will get you ten million, and we get more money for our. pay if you if you got if your toe got run over, or you tripped in Publix. Um, attorneys are just like car dealers. There's some. There's a few really good ones, and most of them uh, don't fall into the really good category. So we found a good attorney. His name is Justin Lynn. And uh, he has a license to practice. He's a bar certified in New York and Florida. We thought it was worthwhile telling you, an attorney, that if you get in trouble, that you need help. Uh, he'll take care of you, and he'll really be it, uh, transparently and honestly because he cares about you. And uh, you know, Rick, you know, Rick is uh, also a valuable source, and so is an honest attorney, a valuable source.
1: Wow, you are the master. Thank you.
0: That's, That's
3: right, good. Mr. Anonymous. That's what we do here. We sort out <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Wow. We you, love you need to run. I'm telling you right now. You <laughs> we we
3: love your texts.
1: Okay. Uh, I like this one. Earl. All caps. Sorry. I made Earl Jim? <laughs> Earl. I can't believe you'd suggest that we ought to try to plead for Goodwill repairs after the warranty runs out. I just visited Goodwill. I don't want any parts from Goodwill to be used in <laughs> repair of my car, folks. That's what we call a debt. Da- that's what we call a dad joke. <laughs> this guy— I love he- corner jokes. This yeah. guy thinks
0: he's hilarious. You know, and I fu- he is. <laughs> no, I, I read that and when I first read it, I didn't get it, and then yeah. I had to read it
2: again. Yeah, first <laughs> you know? I thought it was like a, like a, you know, a crank. Was, he's
0: talking yeah. about Goodwill stores, right? and that was kind of yeah. uh, playing— very, well. very punny.
2: That's pretty good though. I like
0: that. But it, 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 is, it also makes a point, like so many things. Nobody knows the word Goodwill when it comes to manufacturers and c- companies. Uh, in fact, it has different meanings in different uh, companies. Goodwill for car dealership means the blue sky, which is the intangible value of a f- dealership franchise. Goodwill to a manufacturer means it's out of warranty, but because we want to be good guys, we'll take care of it out of warranty. So that's what goodwill is. And it's good that you know that terminology Because if you don't know about it, you can't ask for it. Always ask uh, for a goodwill adjustment from an auto dealership when your car is slightly out of warranty, mileage, or time-wise. That's right.
3: Excuse me. We're going to take a pause, and we are going to go back to the phones. Nick, good morning. Nick's calling us from Jensen Beach. How can we help you, Nick?
12: Hey, good morning. Um, I got a question. I saw a show one time that said um, the way they date... Tires is you um, apparently on the inner wall of the tire is the date of manufacture and they said that a lot of times people will buy tires that are new but they're really not new they're actually pretty Stale. old and I was just wondering does that still exist?
0: Yes it still exists and Rick has the code memorized uh, you have to be careful as you said when you buy tires that are new. They they might just be new to the tire dealer because he just got them from the distributor and this, uh, might be even be new to the distributor uh, or not because who knows when he got them from the manufacturer. Long story short, as long as he, he just got the tires, he'll call them new. They haven't been sold before, but they might be five years old and uh, the, the Department of Transportation says you shouldn't buy a car, uh, I mean a tire, shouldn't buy a tire that's six or more years old because you can have a situation of dry rod. But look at the uh, code, and Rick can explain how you interpret that code.
2: Yeah, the DOT number is actually on both sides of the tire. But it, on one side, it's only a short version of it. The other side that has the long version, you're going to look for the last four numbers. Now, the fir- those last four digits, say it's uh, 0419, that means the fourth week of 2019 so that means that tire would have been made the very end of january of 2019 so those first two digits will be anywhere from zero one to 52 and in the last two digits are the year for 2018 19 20 whatever and if they're not current year, don't buy them yep
12: no i i get it and i'm, I'm aware of the code and the reason why I'm calling in is that there may be a lot of people out there who are not.
0: Ah, great call, uh, Nick. You're absolutely right. Very few people know I about that. To
12: say one thing. I'm sorry, sir. No, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to comment about attorneys. I'm a retired police sergeant, and I worked for 20 years in the Manhattan DA's office. Mm-hmm. And there was about 800 assistant DAs. And I got to tell you, in all those years. I'm, I don't think I could count on one hand maybe five really top quality people mm-hmm. because, you know, they were agenda driven, career driven. For example, you worked a case and you were the best thing in the world to them. After the case, you didn't exist mm-hmm. because it was really to feather a cap for their own career sure. after they left the office. Sure. So, you know, it was pretty disconcerting. I got to tell you, I don't have a. Much of an
0: opinion on attorneys. <laughs> yeah, well, in most.
12: Light at all.
0: Yeah, we we don't we, we we struggle to. Car dealers or attorneys fight for last place, in the honest and ethics profession. And, uh, and sometimes attorneys beat us out. Sometimes we car dealers yeah. beat them out. There you go. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> Great call, Nick. Thank well, you.
3: Listen, thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. To thank you, Nick.
1: Don't forget about uh, Congress people. Congress people, yeah, they're, they're down they're there. They're down here in the, in the <laughs> dirt with
3: us. You know, all around nurses are number one. Are, as absolutely. far as the best people in the world. Who that does, was just yeah. in the USA today.
0: Yeah, who doesn't love a nurse, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. Yeah,
1: what are they going to do wrong anyway? Yeah. They, they don't all, they, all they do is do good.
0: They smother you sometimes. <laughs>
1: they could, right. They're going to be murderous <laughs> nurses out there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, let's just say when you go into the doctor's office and they're going to stick you with a needle they usually get to choose where they're going to yeah. put that needle. Yeah. That's, no, right. That's nurse, right. Nurse ratchet. Yeah. Be nice to them. Yeah, what, what is a nurse going to lie to you about? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know.
1: She can just have bad, bad bedside manner. Anyway, let's hey, move I, on.
3: Hey, I have a question for you, Mr. Recovering Car Dealer. Am I the best nurse in the whole wide world? You are. I mean, nurse the Nancy. nicest.
1: Nurse Nancy, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a – well, I'm going to go back to, to anonymous. We're not done with those. Uh, this one came in yesterday. It says, "Please don't waste time patting your buddy's back on the air," and then they actually signed it. Someone anonymous. Um, that confused me too until probably I th- Justin Lin. Yeah. I think it was the same guy that had tech did the other uh, feedback thing from uh, a few days ago. So, so you heard you heard Earl's answer. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I need to replace the battery for the built-in key fob for my 2014 Camry. Should I get the battery from the dealership or somewhere else, and from where? Amazon. Amazon?
0: I just said that because it's like a reflex. I have Amazon, Google are an important part of my vocabulary. Rick, well, you you have a concern. Look. Yeah,
2: do you have to reprogram? Walgreens. Walgreens. <laughs> all, the, the battery inside your remote 7-11. is just one of those little round watch batteries, Yeah. and all you got to do is just Pop it open with a little screwdriver, and just read the number off the battery, matched up to the new ones at Walgreens, and they're they're like it, three or four dollars. And you will
0: see a huge difference between that and what you pay a car dealer. Yeah. I guarantee
1: you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You don't have to do anything else. There's no like reprogramming. It's just putting the battery in. No. Yeah. Nope. Good.
0: Oh, good. You know we're, That's we we live in, we live in such a wonderful world of competition. Competition is your friend, and um, I can speak personally, and and I think most people I know are buying smarter and paying less today for most products than they've ever paid before. I've got a little thing in my, you know, here's my my purchasing world. Costco, Target, Walmart, Amazon. And if you check with those on a product, and it takes you uh, two minutes with your smartphone to check all of them, you will get an unbelievably low price on anything you buy. Now, the only exception is cars. The car dealers have rigged the system, and the state laws, franchise laws, have rigged the system. You cannot get competitive prices on cars. The manufacturers collude with the, uh, with the dealers to keep you from being able to shop and compare prices. So that's why Earl Stewart on Cars exists, to help you overcome
1: that handicap. Very Absolutely. good. All right. More anonymous feedback. If service departments want to sell more services, why are the cabin and air filters still higher than most parts stores? If they were at the same price, I would have the dealership replace those items instead of doing it myself. Service departments would sell more of those services.
0: Car dealerships are in trouble because they're still... The parts departments are trapped where the dealerships were with the the inability to, to recognize that there's competition out there. And the average markup in a parts department is about 40%, uh, which is a high markup. Uh, some parts in parts departments are marked up 100% or 200%. Um, you can take almost any part that a car dealer will sell you and find it at Walgreens or find it on Amazon or find it somewhere for less money. And I have a middle block. brick will tell us the name of the uh, part company that I always forget the name of.
2: RockAuto.com? How rock, can I forget
0: that? Such a cool name.
2: Make up rock, a song with it. RockAuto.com,
0: yeah. There you go. You go to RockAuto.com <laughs> on any automotive <laughs> part, <laughs> and you will find it for less than the dealer will sell it to you for. Uh, substantially
1: less. You just wrote a jingle for RockAuto. <laughs> yeah. RockAuto.com. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey Johnson, <Jonathan, laughs> I hope you got that on camera. Did you get that? You need to rerun
3: that. <laughs> I like that. be the next
1: I love anonymous feedback. Yeah. All right. That's for you, Earl. You sure like correcting your auto computer scientist a lot. I believe him, not you. The rest of your listeners are probably confused. Signed, not Rick. <laughs>
0: well, you know, you know I, I, I get corrected too. And I mean, that's what makes this show fun. And sometimes when I correct Rick, it's from a, from a dealership, retail. You know, I'll give you an example. A little while ago, a customer, of caller, asked uh, about where should I have my car checked for alignment, and Rick said he should take it to a dealer. Now, Rick works at a dealership, my dealership, and he's worked there for 25-plus years, and uh, he takes care of his customers. He cares about his customers, and he knows the way uh, alignments are checked and 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 that's his world, that's Rick's world. In fact, when he does public engagements, uh, he says, welcome to my world. He lives in the world of computer auto science. I live in the world of lying, cheating, stealing. I'm a recovering car dealer. I started out in 1968, lying, cheating, and stealing, and taking advantage of my customers, and I evolved into a recovering car dealer. So I put a slant on some of Rick's answers because I come from a different world. He, he comes from his world that is a, one of honesty, integrity, precision, and what he tells you is true. But I have to flavor it with the real world. And if you just go into a car dealership today and say, uh, I think I might need an alignment, guess what? You're going to get an alignment because they get a hundred bucks for the alignment. Yeah, yeah. And one way or the other, they're going to convince you that you needed an alignment. You need to go to a trusted technician, but it can't be a dealership like if you go to Rick uh, you can trust him with your life if you go to another dealer you're taking a chance so that's the reason sometimes Rick and I uh, I correct Rick a little bit
2: and he corrects me sometimes and that's a a good thing but that's why we're here is because you need to hear two sides you don't want a yes man sitting in this chair you want someone that's going to challenge and I need you to challenge my answers too
0: exactly Mm -hmm. And and the callers challenge our answers and they've caught us more than once that's what life's all about. Honesty, transparency, and mistakes are a part of life.
2: That's exactly. why this show is a discussion show yep. and not just a you know, a hammer down in stone and that's it. Yeah, this is the word.
3: Good point, Rick. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, we just love hearing from you from... Uh, www.youranonymousfeedback.com Really You can just tell us Whatever you want And you remain anonymous Keep our show interesting Now back to Stu
1: Hey Uh, By the way Barry O'Brien says hello On Ah. Facebook He's listening Watching right now Um, William on Facebook
0: Barry O'Brien used to be on the radio That's right Barry are you still on the radio? Selling and buying with Barry O'Brien Barry O'Brien I was on CDU years ago And then he moved to a different station Great guy by the way
1: Yep. Uh, William on Facebook says, good morning from Palm Springs, California. Uh, We're moving to Florida in the next few months and we'll be purchasing a new car when we get there. We've watched most of your videos and thank you for all the great information. Uh, You've pointed out the way that dealers sneak in dealer fees. What about the lines on the buyer's order for tax and tags? Can we just assume they are calculating these fees correctly or do they also sneak in additional profit for themselves in those categories? And that's from Bill.
0: They can sneak uh, phony fees into tax and tag, but they're really risking big time problems because most car dealers get sales tax audits, and when uh, the state of Florida or any state, I presume, when they check a car dealership, that's a lot of money because six percent of forty or fifty thousand dollars is uh, that's the Florida sales tax, six percent, and car and cars sell for a lot of money, so the state of Florida wants to be sure they get their revenue. If you have a Something in the sales tax portion of the vehicle buyer's order, and it's not accurate. The revenue inspectors that come in once a year or more to car dealerships uh, can get you in serious trouble. You can lose your license. If you lose your license, you're out of business. You're broke, and you're out uh, panhandling.
1: Yeah, I just caution you also to look for lines that look like tag fees. Yeah, uh, like the electronic filing fee. It looks pretty official, but they're just—it's yeah. just another hidden dealer
0: fee. The acid test is is sales tax charged on the fee. And if they don't charge the sales tax on the fee, then it's probably a legitimate fee. Uh, That means it would be like for your license plate or your actual sales tax itself.
1: Yeah, they don't tax tax. They don't tax tax, usually. They shouldn't. All right, this is a text. It says, I have a 2017 Honda CRV. The battery went dead at 1,200 miles. It was replaced under warranty. I had several incidents where the battery died over the next three years, but the battery um, wasn't replaced. At 35,000 miles, uh, the battery had to be replaced again. I'm now out of, out of warranty, and I just had another battery die on me. The dealer is not helping me. Is there an ongoing, known problem they don't want to tell me about?
0: Mm. Rick, what are you saying?
2: I'm not aware of one, but I'm going to check carcomplaints.com real quick. Now you've That's got 17 uh, Honda, right? Uh, 17
1: Honda CRV.
0: You've got. Uh, the battery manufacturer's warranty, and then you have the dealer's warranty or the manufacturer's warranty. Uh, um, the thought just occurs to me based on the manuf- battery manufacturer's warranty, there might be some pro rata adjustment that would be due you. Yeah. And it's worth checking. I mean, if, you, if, if the dealer did not check with the battery manufacturer, he should have on your behalf.
1: Yeah. All right, well Rick's looking for that, I'm going to go to a text from Anne Marie. Amory is a longtime texter. smart lady, very smart. Um, and we met her. She came into the dealership. Yeah, we well, were doing a dog video. Yes. Uh, Amory says, "Good morning." I realize that many manufacturers have eliminated full-size and even even the space saver tires, A.K.A. the donut, to save weight in order to increase fuel economy. Since you are a Toyota dealer, I'd like to I'd like to keep this specific to new Toyotas. One, are there any Toyota vehicles with full-size spare tires? And two. Are there any Toyotas without a spare tire at all? And um, I actually I know the information to this. Um, the trucks, um, Tacomas and Tundras have full-size spare tires. Uh, so does Forerunner. Um, the larger SUVs, um, and most of the other vehicles have the temporary, the, the donuts.
0: Land Cruiser probably got a spare. Land
1: Cruiser has a full-size spare tire. Uh, where you're going to see vehicles that don't, Toyota vehicles that don't have a uh, spare tire at all. Those are going to be some hybrids. certain models not all of them for example the Prius has two models with a temporary spare and one with a tire repair kit Mm -hmm. and same with the hybrid Corolla I believe they have uh, two models with the temporary spare the donut and one with a repair kit so most of the Toyotas have spare. I
0: I just had a question I have a question generated from that question does anyone know about an accessory that would permit you to carry a spare tire somewhere you know, on the roof or the back of the car, or the, I mean, you know, there are people that get...
1: Contractor bag. Yeah. What is it? A contractor bag and throw it in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. No, there's,
0: it's kind of, some people freak out about not having a spare, and, you know, I, you, I can understand that. But yeah, for you uh, manufacturers out there that not such a product, it might be kind of a cool product so that you could carry a spare without too much inconvenience.
2: Uh, the biggest issue is the the weight and the room that it would take up in the trunk. Yes, clearly. Really.
0: Well, that's the reason I'm saying somewhere else. I mean, yeah, you like look.
1: a plastic thing that had a hub that you could put the wheel on I and keep from rolling around. Yeah, people
0: carry kayaks around and people carry bicycles on the back of cars. If you can carry three bicycles on the back of the car. you Like can a carry. continental kit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a thought for someone out there in a small business, you want to sell some products, there's a market for people that want a spare. Yeah. And the car manufacturers are taking away the ability for a lot of cars to have a spare. If you want a spare, then this accessory would do it.
1: Yep. Uh, no name on this, it's just a text. It says, what is the actual profit margin do dealers actually make, um, and is the profit margins different for different auto manufacturers? Um, yeah. Uh,
0: it's big, uh,
1: it, and it's variable. Yeah. Uh, Luxury is manu- like 10 to 15% margin.
0: Well, a manufacturer comes out with a car, and uh, let's, say, let's say a new model car, and he'll establish an MSRP, and he'll have a cost. And that's that year. Next year, the costs come down. He still well, has the same percentage. He ke- typically keeps a percentage. Car sales slow down. So what does he do? He kicks back money to the dealers and calls it dealer cash. Where he kicks back money to the customer, and they call it customer cash. So, uh, all manufacturers' vehicles have variable margins, and the ones that are standard margins are kind of a smoke and mirrors. They don't mean a whole lot. Uh, we've we've seen margins on the Toyota Scion as low as what 10 percent.
1: Oh no, it's way smaller than that. Eight percent. No, you're like two percent or less. Yeah, was maybe on the Scion. They didn't have any kickbacks on those, and it was about a. Well, here's the thing. You got to consider this. There, it was like six hundred dollars on some of those Scions. It was the total markup on a twenty thousand dollar or eighteen thousand dollar Scion vehicle? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, to- here's the thing. Here's what gets confusing is because when they report, well, first of all, you have you got to look at the net profit margin versus the gross profit. You're looking at just at, on the sale. Dealers are hiding money, so the dealer fees are part yeah. of the profit margin, but it's only reporting two to three percent. Yeah. A uh, luxury car is probably getting ten to fifteen percent. Uh, I can tell you that our dealership were about three
0: percent. Typically speaking, to try to not overcomplicate this, the bigger the vehicle, the big trucks yeah. have w- very high margins, and the small cars have very slow, slow, slow margins. But this margin we're talking about are the MSRP margin. Right. And uh,
1: oh no, I thought I was, I, yeah. I was ta- thinking about the profit margin that the dealer actually makes. Not oh the no, I'm talking. No, yeah. I don't
0: think that was the question. Yeah,
1: it says what is the actual profit margin does a dealer make? Oh! And is, does, does that different by manufacturer? Oh, okay. I And it definitely ma- difference by manufacturer, because yeah. a Mercedes is going to have a much higher profit margin than a Honda.
0: If you, if, you'll find this hard to believe, but the average dealer uh, doesn't make, uh, very makes very little in his new car department. You've got a used car, you've got a parts and a service, and you've got a body shop maybe. Uh, but the new car department. Uh, is struggling for profit. And there are a lot of car dealers out there that routinely break even or maybe lose a little money in their new car department. And uh, they make it up in the used car. Uh, The finance department is a separate department, but the dealers will take that profit and add it back into the new car department. But really, if you take out the finance profit, I think it would be fair to say that 90% of dealers lose money if you don't take the finance money. And put it back into the new car department.
1: I agree, but the way it's reported, so a manufacturer like every dealer submits their financial statements every month to, yeah. the, to the manufacturer, <clears throat> and so they're they're going to ignore a big chunk of that profit, and that's from the dealer fees. Yes, and that goes. They say uh, the parlance is yeah. that goes below the line. It's called additional It's called additional. Income. So now that
0: we've totally confused you, <laughs> and no one understands what we're talking about, I will say this: take that. Take the fact that dealer pricing and margins and markups are confusing. Part of it is by design, because it confuses you. Part of it is just the nature of the deception has become so intense with car dealers that they honestly don't know what their true cost is on cars. Now, I'm telling you, does that sound insane? I've been a dealer for over 50 years. I can tell you right now that most car dealers honestly don't know their real cost on cars. There's rebates, there's incentives, there's holdbacks, there's advertising money, uh, there's finance money added in, there's dealer fees, maybe added in, maybe not added in. It is, uh, it is one of the most amazing things about the retail automobile business if this, the retailers don't know what their cars cost. And if they don't know what the car costs, you're not going to know what the car costs. And You don't want to play that game. Competition will give you your best price.
1: Yeah, this is a a text on a similar subject. It says, not considering any of the services and products that are sold, no dealer would sell only bare bones new cars. The point is that there is not any irony in these low profits. Consumers are still being shafted one way or another. And honestly, $400 net profit is not bad at all if you consider a reasonable example. Um, A quota could be 200 cars a month, with a below average net profit of $400, that's a net profit of almost a million dollars a year, and that's probably on the low side.
0: Well, that's a, very, that's a, that's a dealer. That Sounds did, like a dealer, yeah. A dealer sent that in, and he's absolutely right. Uh, the, uh, the the dealers are struggling uh, to make a profit because, think about it, if you sell Chevrolets and then you're in a metro area like Palm Beach County, what are there, four Chevrolet dealers in Palm Beach County, They all sell exactly the same product. And uh, you can go from one Chevrolet dealer to the other Chevrolet. You can cover all four Chevrolet dealers in one afternoon. And you can compare prices with four Chevrolet dealers. And they want the business so bad, they will give you a very, very low price, probably below their actual net cost, because Chevrolet pushes each dealer to hit a certain minimum quota of cars, and if you don't hit your minimum quota, you don't get your kickback at the end of the month, quarter, or annually, perhaps, and then you're really in trouble. So the, it's intensely com- competitive among dealers, and uh, it's just—it's uh, not a good business to be in today, to be honest with you. And a lot of dealers rationalize and say we have to lie, cheat, and steal to make a living. Right. And in some cases, it's true.
1: Yeah. Um, they're looking for all sorts of ways to make that up. That's the reason you see these huge addendum labels, and if they can get a little bit of that, yeah. it uh, makes up for it. But you you hit the nail on the head. It's that profit center is being shifted to um, used car department, and um, but dealers really are getting scared because service, yeah. But their cars are requiring less and less repairs, so yeah, yeah. it's a it's a dangerous time for these cars. Death to spiral. And when people get desperate, they get dangerous. They do. Right. It's going to get worse. Mer-
2: <laughs> on that note with the uh, Honda, the 2017 Honda CRV v uh, Car Complaints has got a total of 18 complaints Ooh. just on battery issues on that specific year and model, mm-hmm. which when you figure that's a tiny sample, they're listing it as a fairly significant issue. And they say for the most part... Honda doesn't really have a fix for it, but they're seeing apparently that's quite a few battery issues. We
0: talked about Goodwill on the Honda
2: CRVs.
0: We talked about Goodwill earlier, and here's a perfect case to know what Goodwill means. And you go to your Honda dealer on the CRV and you're having a battery problem, believe me, they know about it, and they are telling you your car's out of warranty, there's nothing to do. Then you say, I want Goodwill adjustment, go to the Honda manufacturer and and give me a goodwill adjustment. That's where they will fix your car when it's out of warranty.
1: Um, and then bring your phone in and show them that car dealer complaints and show them that it's a known issue and mm-hmm. it's out there, and that's, that's evidence you can use to support your, your exactly. case. Um, this is quite sensational. I will read it anyway. We cannot vouch for the authenticity of the information in this text. but Anonymous? No, it's from Eileeny. Oh. Or just Eileen. I might have mispronounced that. Um, I went to a dealer to buy a new car. They asked for my keys to, quote, unquote, check out my car. But I said, no trade-in. Then they blocked my car with a tow truck and didn't move the tow truck. It was their own dealer tow truck. So I went to the ladies' room, and I called 911 and reported hostage situation. (laughs) Then I called the local news and reported the situation. Came out of the ladies' room and went outside and waited for the police, and my car uh, which was blocked in. News van came out with a second police car following and the salesman ran and hid so the dealer manager had to explain <laughs> why I was being held hostage. Uh, the dealership and GM wasn't very happy being on the evening news and in the morning newspaper. Uh, I guess the dealership did not know how to treat a southern lady.
0: Yeah, we need to Google that. If we wow. can, we Eileen? might be able to get, and we can verify the authenticity. <laughs> we get some names. <laughs> that is hysterical. Uh,
3: Eileen, uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we you're, can't vouch you're, for that. You're my no, twin. we can't. You're my twin.
1: Right. No, we can't vouch for the. I don't know. It's a guy to to misuse the 9/11 system for something like that. Mm. It was very stressful. I understand that it might have been a little excessive. And
0: that should have been national news, really. I mean, right. I'm surprised it was localized. But we we know it's in the south, and we know right. we could use the you know keywords. You, we could, yeah, we should Google that.
1: You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's not that unbelievable. I mean, people. I've, I read newspaper articles, or sorry, I don't read articles. Posts. Um, of people calling nine one one at McDonald's because their fries took too long, you know. Yeah, oh, so sure, yeah. it happens. Yeah, yeah sure. Do.
3: exactly. Eileen, Eileen, I love your energy. Stay in touch with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so right now we're we're caught up, and uh, back to you.
2: Well, we've got one on YouTube by uh, Partha Sarathi. I hope I got that right. Uh, is asking what would be the best out the door price for a twenty twenty Honda Odyssey EX.
1: Well, uh... 28990 <laughs> I don't know. We'll look it up.
0: Yeah, we'll look it up. You know, one of the problems uh, with getting uh, prices these days is because of something called the uh, minimum advertised price. Honda partic- participates in this, and several manufacturers participate. In fact, I made a list here because I wanted to talk about it. Subaru, Honda, Acura, Nissan, Infinity, Toyota, Mazda, and Mercedes all those manufacturers have a law, a rule, that their dealers may not advertise a price below the dealer invoice. And if you listen to the show before, you know that the dealer invoice is not a good price because it packs in a lot of profit to the dealer. Uh, you can easily pay a dealer $4,000, $6,000 profit when he sells you the car at invoice. Over half the cars that dealers sell are sold below invoice. That's the market price. So the manufacturers prevent you from advertising that price. So here we have a Honda, and she wants to know the best price. The dealers cannot advertise the best price. If they do, they get slapped real hard by Honda and fined a lot of money. So they won't give you the price and the advertisement.
1: Cost them a lot of money. Yes. You're literally over a hundred thousand dollars yes two hundred thousand um, dollars i'm looking on TrueCar. Um, this might be a futile effort true car also had a bend to work with the rules of the manufacturers so um just a few years ago you could go on true car <coughs> and get an itemized detailed list of what the lowest price you're going to pay and it was pretty accurate uh now uh, because of these restrictions it's almost impossible to but get you
0: can it. look at the bell curve and the true car will have the actual transaction prices and if you look at the bell curve you can get a pretty good idea of what's a good price and what's a bad price yeah so we can look, we can look that up yeah you.
1: I'm looking it up you can continue and I'll, I'll jump back in okay uh,
0: I want to I want to talk about an email I got from uh, uh, a um, person in the Port St. Lucie area uh, the other day I won't mention his name maybe he wouldn't want me to but uh, he had a lease car uh, from Best Smith Kia, and uh, he wanted to exercise his option to purchase this Kia at the end of the lease. So he went into Best Smith Kia and uh, had a option to buy for a good price, he thought, on the Kia, and he said he wanted to buy it. And then Best Smith Kia added $900 in dealer fees. And so that's what he called me about. And uh, this is common, and it isn't just Beth Smith Kia. It's all manufacturers out there that are doing this. And um, I might have that wrong. It might be Bill Wallace Kia. Bill Wallace have a Kia? I'm not sure. It's not important because all manufacturers and all dealers are doing this. I told him that if you have a lease contract with a leasing company, and you have an option to buy at a particular price, and I hope some attorneys are listening now, option to buy at the end of the lease for a price, that it should be a violation of the contract for the dealer to insist that he adds an arbitrary dealer fee. As we know, dealer fees can be of any amount. Uh, We have dealers that have dealer fees in the thousands of dollars. To be able to take the option purchase price and add arbitrarily a large amount of profit and call it a dealer fee sounds to me like a simple violation of the contract. Rick? Uh,
2: Bev Smith and Wallace both have Kia dealerships in that area. Oh, thank you. Uh, Wallace is in Stewart and Bev Smith in Fort Pierce. This
0: was Bill Wallace. Now it came back to me. Be- it was Bill Wallace. Uh, in fact, I told him to call Bill Wallace and tell him he was a friend of mine, just like I told the earlier caller. Old Chuck Schumacher, so I terrorize dealers. I realize that. See, I used to be one of the guys. You know, they had reco- I hadn't recovered yet, and you know I was one of the guys. And then chomping I chomping on cigars, laughing, chomping on cigars, them. Yeah. lighting them with hundred-dollar bills. Right. <laughs> yeah, That's and now quite, I evolved quite into a, a an honest, honest person. <laughs> and now you've got to wear a bulletproof
2: vest when you go out to <laughs> <Right>. dinner.
0: <laughs> anyway. uh, That's what I would like you attorneys out there to address. Isn't it a violation of the contract on the option to purchase to add a dealer fee? I think so. And I think it's a a juicy class action suit for one of you hungry attorneys out there is find somebody to represent the class and sue every car dealer in Florida for adding that dealer fee to the purchase option price on leases. A lot of money there. Just saying. Hmm. Trying to help you attorneys. That's right out there,
1: send some business your way. Okay, um, I got an answer on the Honda Odyssey uh-huh. uh, EX, um, but I can't, I can't vouch if it's a good price. I went through the true car steps, I got an email from Ed Morris Honda, and for a uh, Honda C EXL, uh, it's got an MSRP of $39,055. They're discounting it $3,734, but then they are adding back in $1,198 in fees. Um, so the actual price becomes $36,519 five, 36, to that the only thing that should be added would be your registration and sales tax um, so out the door you're probably looking around thirty eight, thirty nine thousand dollars
0: $39,000 thank you you know I, I just uh, I know I sound uh, I repeat myself a lot on the show and we have a lot of new listeners but competition is truly your friend And the nice thing, it's bad for us dealers that we have so many uh, dealers of our make. I'm a Toyota dealer, in full disclosure, and there are three other Toyota dealers in Palm Beach County, and there's one right across the border in Martin County. So for all intents and purposes, there's five Toyota dealers in this area. Now, if you come into a Toyota dealer and you give them a price that you got from another Toyota dealer on a specific car, They will meet the price. Now, they might try to Mickey Mouse you and add hidden fees and all the other. But if you hold their feet to the fire and say you want an out-the-door price and give me the price that I can write a checkout for right now, and you take that price to all five toilet dealers, man, will you get a good deal. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if you can do that, you can't figure out dealer costs. You can't figure out markups. You can't guess a dealer right. they know what they're doing let them do the work for you yeah all but they are so intensely competitive and I speak for myself I speak for all the other dealers in the market car dealers will do anything to get your business yeah. even light sheet and steel so you have to block the light sheet and steel door and keep it open to meet the competitive price that's door it.
1: that's all you got to do yeah and think I mean this show could be absolutely if people just followed that advice because yeah. now we met and we meet consumers all the time and they are expending a ton of brain power trying to analyze yeah. the lease, trying to analyze the breakdown, trying to figure this, out and asking and a lot of legitimate questions. Because yeah. it's confusing when all you got to do is ask a big set of dealers, you know, like a nice sample size, and you're going to get the best yeah. price. You, you can
0: go and we're and we're. I, I hate to talk about my own dealership because people say infomercial. He's trying to sell cars. No. If you you can go to EarlStewartToyota.com, and you can get a Price out the door price on any Toyota that's sold. Now, if you're in Jacksonville, you can still go to EarlStewartToyota.com get the price on the Toyota you want to buy from the Jacksonville dealer, get the out the door price, and you'll beat it. And take it in the Jacksonville Toyota dealer, and he will beat it or meet it, and it's a good price because we put our lowest price on all our cars. It's got to be uh, a low price or we'd never sell a car, and but it can be beat. And that's what you do. Whether you're in Pennsylvania, no, that doesn't work. Five southeastern states, if you're in Pennsylvania, we pay a $1,000 more for our cars in the southeast United States. Uh, let's just talk about Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Alabama, and Florida. Uh, I said Florida twice. Anyway, the five southeastern states, you can take it. If you want to buy a Toyota, go to our website, get the price on that, and go to your local dealer. And you can get a heck of a deal.
1: There you go. For- um- Dennis says, another game dealerships play is with your trade-in. They'll take it back to the maintenance bays to do the inspection of the car. They'll hold on to the trade in the maintenance bay for a long period of time while they are running you through their BS. You can't get up to leave because they still have your trade-in in in the maintenance bay. And that is probably the oldest trick in the book.
0: That's old school. Yeah, they used to throw the keys to your trade-in on the roof. That was uh, one of the old tricks, hide the trade. Uh, There's literally nothing car dealers haven't come up with and uh, it's amazing And some of the, interesting to see some of the dealers I, I see in the south Like in Mississippi and Alabama Some of them are still deep into the yeah. old school
1: Yeah, yeah. when you get there they, it, looks, it looks like an old dealership Like an old yeah. converted gas station yeah. Kirk, I love Kirk's uh, style I started getting tremendous deals On cars, motorcycles, etc As soon as I learned to walk away From the salesman Almost mm-hmm. to the point where I, I actually wanted to walk away Every time, be firm And walk the. I can say this. I walk the f out as soon as the hint of games are shaking the starts. They will call you back, and I've gotten incredibly low prices this way. And that's an old, ancient tenet of negotiation. Yeah. Be prepared to walk away. Absolutely.
3: A lot of great texts this morning, and uh, we thank you for all of them. I have one here from Angela, and she asks, "How important is it to check your tire pressure?" Well, Angela. first i'll answer and then i'll hand it over to rick but it's very important and uh you know picking up a a a pressure gauge it's really important keep it in your car it's uh, pretty they're very easy to use today Uh, but uh, getting back to what you asked uh, that air pressure it really should be checked once a month and uh, believe me it does it does affect your wear and tear on your tires your gas the safety of your car there's a a whole lot of issues so it's real important not only uh, all of that but you must you must check your psi when your tires are cold so uh once a month is what i advise rick
2: you covered the basis
3: oh wonderful you got it okay
2: what do we need you for We have our
3: mystery shopping report coming up, and uh, that mystery shopping report is going to baffle you. And uh, that's from Greco Chevrolet of Delray Beach.
1: We got one more text. Love Greco Shops. Um, Batteries in uh, modern vehicles have larger drain from modern electronics. Uh, Do they require more frequent starting and running for longer sessions to recharge than classic cars from the 1900s? Love you, people. Jay and Jupiter.
2: No, not really, because most of the modern electrical systems, actually, although they they use more power for certain things, they draw less power for others. So now the alternators now recharge your battery just fine. There you go. Okay, Greco. Uh,
0: it's Greco, right? Greco. Greco. It's Greco. I'm just gonna say the opposite. What you said. I, how can I possibly not know how
1: to pronounce? I think it's up to the uh, beholder, to
0: the
3: okay. to the speaker. Yeah, absolutely, right, Greco. Greco.
1: I'm,
0: I'm I'm gonna say Greco. Okay, Greco. Mr. Shop of Greco Chevrolet of Delray Beach, uh, Takata test. 2020 is underway, and as I predicted on the show, the Takata crisis is not going away uh, anytime soon. I just have a uh, this was Consumer Reports. Nancy brought this in yesterday. A whole bunch of Subarus just. Call back, and they're getting into the second phase of calling back Takata airbag recalls that were fixed with Takata airbags. Now they've got to call them back again. So here we are. Uh, last week, prompted by a new massive round of Takata recalls, we mystery shopped Mercedes-Benz of Delray, an auto nation store. Mercedes-Benz of Delray was selling a used Jeep Wrangler with a Takata airbag recall. We sent an agent, Tempest. To see if they would mention the airbag defect and whether they proceed with the sale of it came up although they technically failed the Takata test Mercedes-Benz of Delray, Delray did pretty well compared to most dealers in the same circumstances we struggled with that agent Tempest uh, salesperson even said he would look into having the vehicle taken to a Jeep dealer for the repairs but it never actually materializes offered never materialized We gave Mercedes-Benz of Del Rey a low passing score of D and put them on the recommended dealer list uh, with an asterisk. This week's mystery shop takes us uh, to an old familiar place, Greco Chevrolet. All the Greco dealerships are familiar places. They have provided the setting for our most dramatic and shocking exposés. The Grecos are the bad boys of the South Florida car business used to be Napleton. Has really? Greco replaced Napleton?
1: Yeah, the, the, the young hot shots. Yeah. Coming to take over the new, the they, new shirt. They're trying Montana. to knock Napleton out of the uh, yeah, bad boy. They want to be a contender. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so that's what we did. The Grecos haven't uh, done well uh, with on our, on our Takatas either. I mean, the dealer fee and the rest of the Flintland plan, they do bad. And in the past, they also flunked the Takata. The last one was in June of last year spectacular failure i think we called it a debacle debacle so we returned this week with agent thunder and his three-year-old daughter agent adorable you know that is really cool i mean (laughs) how can you be how can you be more undercover than uh uh, a guy walking in with his three-year-old daughter right do we have a little mini do we have to pay agent adorable or is she free we made a deposit in her uh in her
1: college 529 okay that's good (laughs)
0: Okay, the target this time was a used 2014 Subaru Outback with a fresh Takata airbag inflator recall that we found on Autotrader, uh, AutoTrader autotrader.com. Agent Thunder called and confirmed it was on the lot and ready for sale. It looked like business was slow at Greco when I arrived with my daughter, Agent Adorable, speaking in the first person, in the early afternoon. We entered the showroom and walked up to the receptionist. I told her I'd come to see a used Subaru Outback I found online. And I just told you Subaru just had a, a big new recall, and this was one of them. It's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, and second phase, I mean, Subaru could have replaced this
1: Takata airbag with a new one, and now they call them recall them again. It took me 14 seconds to find that car. Yeah. it's so refreshing. Yeah,
0: yeah. The receptionist said it would take a minute or two to find a salesperson, and mentioned they were short-staffed in sales. Agent Adorable and I sat down to wait and eat chick-fil-a nuggets uh not very healthy
1: is it for a three-year-old but it's delicious They're it keeps delicious. them happy
0: that's not right you should be feeding asian adorable something
1: healthy uh, well we, maybe it's just a treat
0: could it, be it could be a one, she, once a
2: month thing you're right she had probably already eaten the fruit yeah the fruit them. Them. <laughs> exactly the
0: apple slices we heard the receptionist page for a salesperson on a loudspeaker and within a minute a female salesperson approached Jordan extended her hand and greeted us. She was young, friendly, and made an instant connection with Agent Adorable. Of course. Of course she would. Jordan said that the receptionist told her I was interested in the used outback. She asked us to wait for a few minutes for her to get the keys. find the car. She said she'd bring it up front for us. We didn't wait long. Jordan came back, asked to make copies of my driver's license and insurance card, SOP, then she led us outside and opened all the doors of the Subaru. I let Agent Adorable inspect the interior. <laughs> I can just see it now. Well, I uh, walked around the car accessing the exterior condition. Jordan asked me if I. I wonder how he br- briefed Agent Adorable. Did he say now, for right. mystery shopping? I, gotta
1: ask, I didn't even ask that question. Yeah. yeah. Don't blow them cover. What well, uses is that? Agent Adorable,
0: I said, my daddy's a mystery shopper. Right. But
1: she didn't say that. I think the best way to handle that is just to keep. Keep the kid in the dark. Yeah, keep the kid in the dark. Lie to the kid. Don't, yeah. don't let him know. No. We're really buying a car. Uh,
0: anyway, I, uh, Jordan asked me if I liked driving. I said I did, but I needed to grab my daughter's car seat out of, uh, out of my car. I picked up Agent Adorable, and we left to get it. When we returned, Jordan helped me to install the car seat in the back seat. As I drove, I told Jordan that my wife was at home because she felt... Uh, like she was coming down with something and she was eight months pregnant and I said that given my family situation we chose a Subaru because of its reputation for safety and it does have a good reputation for safety I asked her about the car had it been in any accidents or have any safety issues you know let me back up I said the Subaru does have a reputation for safety you know we have a, a, a serious problem and the uh, there's a word for this but um, the Safety is defined today as uh, did it pass the rollover test, the collision test? Uh, uh, you know, uh, that's really that's basically it. Airbag recalls or safety recalls are not part of the lexicon. Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, of the vocabulary uh, describing safety. Right. And you don't you say this car is safe because it passed all the NHTSA safety tests? But they don't say anything about uh, dangerous recalls. Right. So
1: it's, we, we, it's a, they they rate the safety on the assumption that everything's working properly. Yeah, yeah. It's designed, in way, but if the airbag explodes the wrong yeah. way, then so I I can
0: look a guy in the eye because the NHTSA uh, rank mine is A plus in safety ratings, but the NHTSA doesn't talk about recalls. Well, it does, but on a different page. On a
1: different page, right. right? Yeah, exactly. Should be on the same page. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What does Consumer Reports do that when they talk about safety?
0: That's another good question. I don't know. They should. So, anyway, uh, I asked her for uh, about the car safety. Had it been any accidents or have any safety issues? Jordan took out her phone. Said she check it. In a few seconds she I guess she called somebody. No, she she has pulled up the Carfax. Fax. Oh on her phone. yeah, yeah, on her phone, yeah.
1: We're in the age of smartphones. She didn't call. Yeah, she looked just
0: testimony of my age. Yeah, Picked okay. up the phone, right. made a call. <laughs> hey Bob, yeah. is this car safe? Right. this is Car I thought I'm thinking there was a guy on the dealership that you call and he told you. About. Yeah. Anyway. Silly name. Um she said he had uh, she'd pulled up the Carfax report. The report looked good and no accidents. She said it had four previous owners, routine maintenance. She said it was clean. And even, you know, we talked about consumer reports. We talked about the lexicon. Uh, we should Same talk thing. about Carfax reports.
1: They say you, Basically,
0: there's no accidents. They like got clean Carfax reports. It's on page three. Yeah. And how can you have a clean Carfax? Uh, one owner, no accidents. It's a safe car.
1: Oh, it's clean. Yeah. Clean
0: Carfax. It's clean. The grenade... It can blow up in your face, is squeaky clean. It's shiny. Shiny, yeah. Jordan stopped herself and said, Hold on, there is one open recall. She said it was a Takata airbag one, and that she would need to check it to see if it had been fixed. That was a first,
1: by the way. Yeah. First time Emily just said, wait, it's Takata.
0: Yeah, yeah. As we headed back to the dealership, Jordan talked about the car and engaged Agent Adorable. When we pulled in, uh, Jordan hit me with a trial close. She asked me if I liked the car and if everything looked good. Would I take it today? I said yes. That's you know you'll always hear that when you're buying almost anything a house, a car, TV set and uh, they say you know if everything were right and the price and and everything were right would you buy the car today? Would you buy the TV
1: set today? Would you buy the house today? I got a little advice. Never tell them that you're going to buy the car that day.
0: Or if you tell them, don't really buy it that day because it's a mistake. Yeah. Don't act on a motion. A car, you should take at least two weeks yeah. before
1: you make a But if you, but the if you tell lesson. them you're leaving, they're going to think you're going to shop them. You get a better price. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Jordan helped me uh, take the car seat out of the back. We were inside to sit down. She got an information from me, typed away on the keyboard. Then she asked how I was going to pay for the car. I told her cash. But we consider financing. We would consider financing. Jordan won't know if I ended up financing, how much of a low, uh, how much of a down payment I plan on. I told her $6,000. Jordan had enough information and left to get some documents. When she came back, she handed me a printout of the NHTSA recall webpage yep. and said that the recall had not been repaired, but that they could take the car to a Subaru dealer for me. That's good. See, uh, a lot of times I don't even say that. Yeah. Then later, this was never confirmed, but the offer was there, and I think it—I think in her heart, I think she really would have done that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mentioned that this would occur before or after I took delivery, and I forgot to ask. Uh, Jordan went over the uh, purchase sheet. The price was what I saw online: fifteen thousand nine hundred dollars. Now that's an advertised price, folks. You lawyers out there, when you put a price online for a car. That's an advertisement. Yep. That's an advertised price.
1: They call it one price. Yeah,
0: yeah, one price. Uh, uh, the fees, uh, all the fees crawled out of hiding. $249 for the Zurich Shield. Boy, that sounds good. Zurich, Swiss- Switzerland, yeah. right? Zurich, honesty, integrity. Impli- implies precision. Precision. And, and right. <laughs> 249 and all it is is rust and dust. It's just a Mickey Mouse paint sealant that doesn't work with a darn. And then they had a dealer fee. Isn't it interesting that they actually called the dealer fee? I mean, they called, most dealers called anything but a dealer fee. The, the Greco uh, boys are owning it. Yeah, the Grecos. $999. <laughs> and we got $249 for the rust and dust. $999 for the uh, hidden fee. And we got another hidden fee, electronic transfer fee. So they, they did get creative. Another dealer fee for 130, $132.95. I'm getting excited. Got to slow down. down. Yeah, <laughs> and then we have the uh, another one, 79 dollars. I like this private tag agency fee.
1: Let's remind everybody: it's legit to use a private ta- private tag agency to yeah. help register the car. Yeah, it costs the dealer ten dollars. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you add it all up, and you got fourteen hundred fifty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents <laughs> in hidden fees, and they are hidden because they weren't the advertised price. Florida law says you must include all of your
1: fees in the advertised price they broke the florida law if you showed a hundred people that listing and they would say what's the price of that car 99 of them would say 15.9 yeah but that wasn't the real price
0: yeah and what do they say in their advertisements the greco brothers Uh, uh the lowest price i guarantee it the lowest price well you know they probably do guarantee the lowest price before they add all of their hidden fees right and that's the way they can have the lowest price by having by my by making it a lie. Yeah. The real price is fourteen hundred and fifty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents higher. So the advertised price, fifteen nine hundred? No. Real price, seventeen thousand three hundred and fifty-nine dollars. That doesn't sound as good. No. It was then when I informed Jordan that I needed to take the numbers home go over with my wife, Jordan, suggested calling her, but I told her I also need to get Agent Adorable, wind down a little bit and take a nap. Yeah, that, do that. that would melt Jordan immediately, right? Mm-hmm. The River Jordan. That's right. I don't know why I said that. I don't that was know. really stupid. Oh. It just came to me, stream, yeah. stream of consciousness. That That convinced Jordan to let me go. I said I'd be back the next day. Epilogue. This is a tough one. It was probably one of the best disclosures that we've seen on the Takata airbag. This was also paired with an offer to have the car fixed, which I think was sincere. Jordan really meant it. However, there was the ambigu- ambiguity on whether the repairs were predicated on making the sale first. Yeah, we don't know. Don't know. Also, the recall was announced on January 9th, 2020, and that was this thing that I Nancy had last week. On consumer reports it was a uh, second round of uh, Subaru recalls we fixed it once and now we're gonna have to fix it again uh, we're not certain that Subaru has the parts available they probably do because they wouldn't have announced a recall so.
1: yeah yeah well they sometimes pro- they will have they'll say um, yeah. you will be notified and it
0: doesn't say in the Carfax report that they're not available Correct. so uh, we'll assume they probably are yeah. uh, if we're going by the standards by which we judge the Mercedes-Benz Auto Nation of Del Rey or Mercedes-Benz of Del Rey, then we would have to pass the Greco Chevrolet. Their performance this week is certainly uh, magnitudes of order better than their Takata debacle last summer. I mean, it was terrible. Uh, so things are improving at, at the Greco Brothers dealership. And uh, now we, it's voting time. All right, by the way, I looked at the... Uh, they're, uh, oh, yeah, this is the uh, Carfax. Interesting. Uh, still, I don't know if you notice this. I haven't seen this before. In the Carfax report on the Takata, they say um, this is for cars sold or registered in the states of Alabama, California, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, Texas, Puerto Rico, American Samoa, and uh, we haven't shopped Americans in Guam, the Northern, I'll do that Mariana, one. Yeah. <laughs> Northern Mariana Islands, Saipan. What were you see in that? Uh, this is on the Carfax report. Oh. What well, they're talking oh, the NHTSA, about? NHTSA, yeah. Yeah, they're talking about NHTSA. I'm sorry, NHTSA. They're talking about the Sunbelt s- states and countries because they're they're talking the Virgin Islands and they're talking Saipan, and. Uh, American Samoa. So they're talking all over the world where it's hot and humid. So this prompts me to remind you that of all the places where cars are being brought back, Florida has the highest number of recalls and incidents of, of injury and death. So Florida is a hotbed. Now we've got a vote, and we're, we're running short on time. Uh, Nancy, what's your vote? F. Okay. Nancy the Black Widow fails Greco
1: we have five that came in online Uh, uh, The best one we got is from Nate. He gives him a C They disclosed the recall and offered to get it fixed before delivery Uh, We don't know if it's before delivery, but um, they did offer to get it fixed Dean we have some harsh ones though We have Dean gives him an F John gives him an
2: F Gwen gives him a D and BB gives him a C minus C minus Rick well, I've got Mark Smith in Iowa says a B and myself, I think Jordan saved him. I give him a C plus. Yeah, I like Jordan.
0: Yeah, I like Jordan too. Can we call her up and uh, offer her a job? Okay. Yeah, let's give Jordan a call. She sounds like a nice person, and we need more female salespeople. Uh, I'm going to give him a. I'm going to give him a C plus too. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, I kind of. I I could hardly get that out because it's a Greco dealership, but it could be that get, this an is answer. a. Yeah, could be a change. In the Greco scene. You don't think so?
1: No, but, I, but they did well with the show. Maybe it's they just did. Jordan. It could have be been Jordan, yeah. Yeah, but they get an asterisk.
0: Asterisk, yeah.
2: Caution. Uh, absolutely. They,
3: they did well at tap dancing. I give tap dancing <laughs> an F.
2: <laughs> and Ernesto gives them a C. Ernesto gives them a C. Okay. okay. Uh, and Mark Ryan a B. Okay.
3: And uh, we have all the votes in?
1: Yes. Except for Linda's. I'm waiting for that one.
3: Okay. (laughs) In the meantime and in between time, I'm going to read real quick an email that I received from Mark Ryan. I'm a regular listener to the show from Iowa and recently encouraged my daughter, Caitlin, to call the show with a question she had about her 2009 Camry. As a first-time female caller, she received a check for $50. As a young college student, the extra funds are quite welcome as she begins the spring semester since uh, her debut on the show i have heard her sharing the experience with her friends and encouraging them to tune in as, in as well another female helping to build the platform I love Caitlin on the other and side I love Iowa. On, the, on another note i teach a personal finance course at the college where i teach and have adopted earl's book as part of the curriculum hey. when oh. I cover when i cover the car buying unit i am extremely proud to use this resource I also use several of your YouTube videos, Earl. Thank you, as always, for everything you do, and more importantly, your kindness and generosity to my daughter. Kind regards, Mark Ryan. Wow. That's Thank
0: you, Jonathan. That is fantastic. Thank you, YouTubes Mark. are great.
3: Yeah. Very well, informative. Now if there's
1: ever a reason to do a r- new revision for that book, that's it right there.
0: And remember, all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. <laughs> all proceeds. You can buy on Amazon. Uh, All right.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of another show, and uh, we thank you as usual for tuning in with us and believing with us. All of us here wish you a happy and wonderful weekend. Enjoy those last football games.
0: That was a good show.